We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean Payton keep talking that we gonna see him soon. You feel me? Right. Welcome to another episode of the Butting Heads Podcast, playoff edition, post-game edition from Ramstock Radio, proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Uh, I will probably be looking into the Blue Wire family of pods to listen to our Cardinals podcast tomorrow, because I feel like that would be very entertaining. Um, but I'm here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, you know, we, after last week, uh, a, a tough loss of the 49ers, we... We let them come to the party, and that might end up being rough in the long run. But we were feeling, you know, iffy about this team. But we came out of that podcast last week and basically said that we think the Cardinals stink and the Rams should win this game. And boy, were we right. Uh, they stink, and the Rams really brought it a 34-11 to victory over Arizona in this one. Yeah, without a doubt. And, uh, of course, right as we start the podcast, I uh, – That's the Cardinals in, team plane. They're going home. Yeah, yeah. Planes flying overhead. Uh, people are beeping the horn. And I'm like, you know, it was quiet right before we started the podcast. But, you know, that's how it goes. But, uh, anyway, the uh, – I mean, just the sheer dominance in this game – is absurdly good you know i i'm so (laughs) i i I don't even have words for it like where was this team at multiple times during this season and you know i i won't i won't say that it's just on the rams being dominant because really the cardinals look awful like they didn't look like they even belonged in the playoffs like they they were that bad, yeah. Um, and, and and it's hard to really pinpoint why. You know, a, a lot of people will say you know DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there. 
but DeAndre Hopkins isn't the entire football team, you know? I, he's a big part of it, sure, but, I mean, even when he was healthy, he wasn't having the best season of his career. So, I really don't know how to pinpoint it. I, I don't know if it was a lack of preparation on Cliff Kingsbury's part, but they they did not look ready to face the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, I don't I don't know what really happened. I mean, we kind of whooped their ass the last time we played, but not to this level. Um, and we were missing guys in that game, but we we're also missing guys in this game. You know, Eric, we literally trotted out Eric Weddle's corpse onto the field, and <laughs> the the Cardinals could not do anything. Uh, it really like. I mean, I, I give a lot of credit to the Rams' defense in this game. You know, we've been harping, and I'm, I'm sure we'll get into it on the pod. I, I think both of us, but I know I certainly have been harping that if the Rams want to make a Super Bowl run, given the limitations of their defense and the guys playing behind the front four, that pass rush needs to be unstoppable and elite. And man, they fucking brought it tonight. And we could sit here and talk about how bad the Cardinals looked, but at the end of the day, man, that defense brought it and they carried us to victory. Uh, you know, they, they, the Cardinals went, what, like five, three and outs in a row? Yeah. Uh, and that, four, that three, was the, four, three and that outs. Was the key. Yeah. Four, three and outs and then a pick six. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, that, that was really the key is the, the defense really kind of uh, just brought it uh, to Kyler Murray the entire game. He did not look comfortable in there. And, uh, you know, kind of the biggest thing was them not being hateful to convert on third down at all. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I believe they didn't convert a single third. No, no, actually, no, I, I take that back. They they did convert one a uh, couple third downs uh, towards the end of the, the game, but – uh, during the meaningful half of the games, they didn't convert any third downs. No, in the in the first quarter or in the first half of this game, the Cardinals went three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. Uh, the pick six. Then they started to put a little drive together and then threw another interception. Then had another three and out, um, and then literally ran the ball into halftime because they were so unconfident in their offense. I mean, goddamn, man, this was. So much fun. Uh, I actually wrote down uh, a time during the game. Five minutes and 15 seconds left in the third quarter. I realized I was just like sitting on Twitter and not even watching the game. That was the point I checked out. I cannot tell you how good it felt to check out of a playoff game in the middle of the third quarter because I was just so unconcerned with what the result was going to be. Yeah, I mean, really, (laughs) I think if if the Rams really wanted to – uh, you know, make this a, you know, a complete thrashing. I'm pretty sure the offense could have went out there and scored more, but you could tell that they just wanted to kill time and not actually, you know, run the score up like other teams did. Um, even defensively, you know, towards the end of the game, they just kind of, you know, played soft coverage, didn't really, uh, didn't really, you know, cover that well. Um, and it was just a matter of why, you know? Right. Like once you take a 28 to nothing lead, you know, you're, you're pretty confident. And I will say, um, like really the one big, not, not even big. It wasn't that big. Like the real one ish, like complaint I had about the team in this game was for how shitty the 
Cardinals offense was playing in the first half, I felt like we kind of missed some opportunities to only walk away with 14 offensive points. We went into halftime 21 nothing uh because of the pick six we had, but when when they are just so lifeless and you're only able to walk away with 14 points, I was a little disappointed in that and then the second half they came out eight play drive 75 yards touchdown. Seven play drive 50 yards field goal. Nine play drive 61 yards field goal. They did exactly what they fucking needed to do. Uh, it they fixed their issues and they made the game completely out of reach. You know, it felt like it was a little within reach at halftime, but given how just awful the Cardinals offense looked, it didn't feel in reach. Uh, it simultaneously felt like a game that could swing the other direction at any moment and also a 100 to nothing blowout at halftime. But I mean, Jesus Christ, man, this was. This has got to be one of the most satisfying Rams wins I could remember in probably since the NFC Championship three years ago. Just to come into a playoff game and just completely own your opponent at every single level, especially when it is a division rival. Nothing. This is just so, so sweet and so satisfying to me. Uh, Much more satisfying than beating Seattle in the playoffs last year, uh, which was also satisfying, but. This was great, man. This was a – what a night. <laughs> what a fucking night. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's always nice to get that uh, – a playoff, any playoff victory, but to get it against a divisional rival in such a commanding way and, you know, seeing not just, you know, your major stars step up, but seeing guys that we normally ridicule make some fantastic plays, like – what what more could you want in a playoff game if you're a Ram fan or even just a fan of football in general? Like it was it was so amazing seeing these guys, you know, step up and, you know, become such a big factor in this game. Within within I think this was three or four plays, three three plays of each other. Um for longtime listeners of the podcast, I'm sure you were getting as much of a kick out of this as I was. Uh, but if there's any new listeners, we've been shitting on these guys on Twitter all year, and especially here on the pod. Johnny Hecker boots a nice 43-yard punt, gets down at the one by Ben Skoranek, followed up by Nick Scott just sending A.J. Green to the shadow realm on a hit, making a huge play. Uh, they called it a catch originally. He fumbled the ball. Uh, Sean McVay smartly challenged it, gets it overturned, sends the Cardinals back to the four-yard line. And Troy Reader comes up with a pass rush. Kyler makes a, sh- a terrible decision to get the ball out. David Long picks it up, runs it in for a uh, a touchdown. And then a couple plays later, Marquise Copeland gets an interception. And, I mean, he's so far off our radar that we don't even talk about him. Like, we're not even going to shit on this guy. Like, we rarely talk about the dude. He's even getting on the action. I, that was just <laughs> – that whole sequence, man, everyone was – having a blast on Twitter. I'm sure the people in attendance were absolutely having a blast during that sequence. Uh, that was when the game really, you know, after Kyler made that play, you were like, okay, uh, this this game is this is not happening for Arizona tonight. There's no fucking way. Just all those guys, man, I mean, I don't remember. Did David Long come back into the game? I think he did right after he got hurt. Because for, um, for him to go out in maybe the best game of his entire career would have been such a bummer. Uh, but man, dude, just, that was unbelievable. So much crazy shit happened in this game. Nothing made any sense. 
Uh, you texted me after the Odell touchdown pass, <laughs> asking if we had our Debo and Odell. What a, what a what a crazy night! Uh, and I'm glad it, it's a, the kind of crazy night that we're sitting here taking a victory lap over a playoff win. For those of you still questioning if Odell was the problem in Cleveland, I think you have your answer now. He clearly was not. And, you know, it's kind of one of those things where some some guys are just, you know, made for making big plays and big moments. And Odell continues to do that even at, you know, past his prime, you know. This is a guy that is notorious for making these, you know, unbelievable catches. And you know what? He had a fantastic game throughout the entire game. You had a amazing throw. I mean, it wasn't that great of a throw, if I'm being honest. Dude, it that was, was a dime. I will defend was, that throw. That was a perfect It was a floater, pass. bro. It was, it was not a good throw. It was, I it was a floater. Well, yeah, I mean, he's not going to throw a bullet, man. It was it was placed perfectly. Uh, if if the guy wasn't open, it might have gotten picked, but he was open. It, yeah, I mean, if there was anybody within the vicinity, that thing's getting picked. Like it, it was it it was so long in the air. I was actually concerned that it was going to get picked because of how long it was in the air. But you know what? To his credit, though, I wouldn't have made that throw for sure. He was the second best quarterback in this game. You can make the case. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. Because <laughs> Jesus, man, Car- Kyler, this was not a Kyler Murray that we are accustomed to seeing. I mean, he always kind of struggles against the Rams because, for whatever reason, the Rams have become just these monsters against mobile quarterbacks this year. Um, really, the past two years. But, yeah, I, I mean, Kyler Murray just could not get focused. He, I think he was uh, having nightmares of Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller chasing him in, in his dreams, uh, even Hayshon Robinson to an extent as well. Yeah, Kyler in this game, 19-34, 137 yards. These do not tell the full story. I think he had, like, he barely had any yards in the first half. Uh, this all came in the second Two interceptions. Garbage time. Yeah. Yeah. Two interceptions, no touchdowns, sacked twice. To his credit, getting sacked twice is a miracle in this game, but he could have taken a sack and instead threw a pick six. So, like, that number feels a little low. The Rams pass rush, credit to them. I mean, when you, when you trade for Von Miller and give up the capital, they gave up a second and third round pick. When you don't have picks to begin with, you need. Like, he, he's he been good this year, for sure. He's been a great addition. I don't know if he has been worth I – mean, well, I, I guess – let me rephrase that. We've been saying that adding Von Miller, we wouldn't know if it was worth it until the playoffs. And, I mean, if this is what we're going to get, clearly this pass rush was elevated by his presence there. He was a fucking monster tonight, as was Aaron Donald. as was a whole group. Uh, if this is what we're going to get, you know – I'm sure Tom Brady didn't like watching this game, man. And Kyler, to his non-credit, like, we were in his face the whole game, and he did not adapt to anything and played horrible. But, I mean, I give I give credit to the Rams' defense in this one before I give blame to the Arizona offense. Like, they just, from the first play, 
they were ready to fucking roll. Uh, shout out to Raheem Morris, who has been criticized a lot by a lot of people this year. I mean, he came in with a perfect game plan and executed it as good as you can. When you're out, you're starting two safeties. Uh, when you already have limitations at cornerback and at safety to an extent, the pass rush has to be the anchor point of this defense, and it was tonight, and they fucking ruled, man. This was awesome. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those people that uh, criticized Raheem Morris, uh, especially recently. Uh, but he, I would say he redeemed himself. He um, kind of realized that uh, in order to win this game, you couldn't have Kyler Murray throw the football uh, or at least feel comfortable throwing the football, which he was not. You know, he, he could not get into a rhythm, and it's hard to get into a rhythm when you have, you know, these – beasts of athletes you know chasing him down it's just you know there's there's no way no way and and not even just getting it down uh through the passing game even on the ground you know you have two very uh talented running backs there though james connor is banged up and you know kudos to him because geez playing playing through you know some banged up ribs as a running back yeah that couldn't have been fun uh especially with these guys but um, you know, they Chase Edmonds was pretty much a non-factor in this game, and uh, I mean, really, they they couldn't even you know run the ball with Chase Edmonds as as often as they'd like to, because they were trailing for pretty much the entire game. The whole the whole offense man was non-factors. Uh, I mean, they looked so lifeless for almost every play in the first half. Uh, they put up 183 total yards in this game compared to 375 for the Rams, which is delightful. Uh, they they averaged 3.4 yards of play. We averaged 6.6. They had 122 net passing yards. We had 235. They had 61 on the ground. We had 140. Um, they had two turnovers. We had none. You know, it's crazy when you win the turnover battle. You win the game. We won the time to possession battle 35 to 24. I mean, like, when you look at the – the Cardinals box score, like Edmonds, eight for 28, Connor, four for 19 on the ground in the air. Christian Kirk had six for 51. Rondell Moore had five for 32. Zach Gertz had three for 21. And nobody did anything. AJ Green didn't catch a pass. And, you know, he's been victimizing us all season. So to shut him out is a big deal to me, at least. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
just just an absolutely dominating blanketing performance in that end of the ball. This Arizona offense hasn't been, you know, as good as it was earlier in the season. But we're talking about a team who scored uh, twenty three against the Rams earlier this year. They scored thirty in Seattle last week. Uh, they scored twenty five in Dallas two week, uh, the week before that. It's not like they've been t- completely lifeless on offense. Um, and so this is this is an impressive win. This is this it really feels like the game we've been waiting for the Rams to have all season. Like when you look at this team's resume going into the playoffs, they haven't lost. They haven't all their losses were to playoff teams, um, but most of their wins were against non playoff teams. Their only wins against playoff teams. Were this Arizona team a couple weeks ago when we basically uh, lit lit up their downfall? We were we were the tipping point. Uh, and to Tampa Bay, in, back in week three, you know, you had to go all the way back to week three for that other playoff one besides Arizona. So it's this was great. This this is the if we came out and you know beat them by three, we'd feel good. But to like. This was really the only type of outcome I could have to go into Tampa Bay feeling confident. And I do feel confident. I did not expect to say that last week. Uh, but I certainly think that there is a very good chance the Rams can can walk out of Tampa with a win next week. Oh, it, it's definitely possible. Um, it's just a matter of which Rams team shows up. If this Rams team shows up against uh, Tampa Bay, absolutely. This is going to be a very possible win. And possible thrashing if if they uh continue to show up with the winning formula there but um you know the this the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is not a team to take lightly especially with Tom Brady at the helm I don't care how old this man gets uh if he continues to be that leader of the offense he's he's gonna be someone that you want to pressure just as much as the Rams did against uh Arizona today with Kyler Murray you know, um, one thing about Tom Brady, he doesn't like it when he gets pressured. And, and in fact, um, he, he almost throws fits when he does so. So, uh, you know, make sure to continue to uh, rush the passer as much as possible because, uh, you know, it really makes up for the shortfalls the Rams have it in the secondary. Uh, because, I mean, hey, the, the secondary look absolutely elite out there. Uh, I mean, and and you could say, yes, uh, Jalen Ramsey is an elite cornerback. There's no doubt there. But beyond him, there's big question marks. So um, as long as we have this uh, sort of, you know, covering there, you know, in terms of covering the downfall of the secondary, this is exactly the winning formula that the Rams need. Of course, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a much better offensive line than the Arizona Cardinals, so that's something to keep in mind as well. They they have better everything. They have better quarterback, they have better running back, they have better wide receivers, they have a better tight end, they have better offensive line. They have better defense. Uh they're a much better team. But I mean, this is you know, this is as good as we could feel going to that game. And um, you know, we're not gonna get too in depth in Tampa Bay preview here. We're gonna have those podcasts on the feed later in the week. But it luck like the the real the only bright spot here about going into Tampa Bay and playing Tom fucking Brady in the playoffs is we have had this team's number the last two years. Uh, we got two wins in a row over them. Whereas should we get by them a third time and go to the NFC championship, we're going to be playing against a t- t- one of two teams that have absolutely dominated us over the last two years. 
So that's not – we'll see. I mean, if we get by Tampa Bay, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We're all going to be fucking ecstatic if that happens. Um, but let's keep talking about a little about this game. Offensive individual stats here. Before I get to the passers, we got to start. I think the story of the game for the Rams offense this year, this week was Cam Akers back on the field. I know he played last week, but really making his presence felt in this game. 17 carries for 55 yards. Uh, also had one catch for 40 yards, which was the um, the pass from Odell. He also he almost had another 40 yard catch that him and Stafford just missed on. Uh, Stafford threw it a little behind him. He Acres could have caught it, but uh, that it's the type of miscommunication that's going to happen when you're getting a guy back who literally hasn't been around all season with a new quarterback. There's no connection. Uh, it was encouraging at least and. Akers, man, his numbers should have been better. He had a, he had a bunch of solid, a couple solid plays called back. Uh, so with how good these stats are, he still left something on the table. Uh, he looked fucking unbelievable uh, to be back from this injury. He looks like the best running back on the team, not even a di- disrespect to Sonny Michel, uh, who also played a pretty good game. But Akers, man, you you forget like that how big of a part he's going to be of this offense. And to actually have him here as a big part in the playoffs months after an Achilles injury, it can't be understated how unbelievable and insane that is. And, uh, man, he looked great in this game. It was just so, so nice to see and so happy for him to get back so quickly and be able to contribute to this run. Without a doubt. I mean, uh, I was curious to see just how much Sean McVay was going to let Cam Akers play out there uh, because I I, I kind of get the approach last week against uh, the 49ers. It was kind of a, a test drive, you know, to see just how healthy Cam Akers really was. I mean, obviously the, the medical professionals are going to give him the green light if they're a thousand percent sure he's healthy, especially nowadays. But still, I mean, it's such a major injury. And to come back in such a short turnaround, uh, at, at least for that injury anyway, it's, it's remarkable. So they, they were confident enough uh, in what they saw, even though there wasn't much to see um, against the 49ers. But uh, you know what, man? I, I loved exactly what I saw. You know, obviously the the lead back was still uh, Sonny Michelle as it, as it should be. I mean, he kind of earned that. Um, but I liked how he was the one B. You know, and that that was something I was genuinely curious about because I, I feel like that's kind of been an issue for Sean McVay as a coach um, is kind of you know divvying up the responsibilities at the running back position. It's really been an issue for him his entire career. So I I feel like that it was the right approach in this game. And I kind of hope to see that um, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know it's a little easier said than done because sometimes the flow of the game doesn't like lead you into that direction. It's, It's not something that can always be done. But the fact that he was able to accomplish that in this game uh, make, makes me feel a lot better heading into uh, the next round. Yeah, Sonny Michelle, 13 carries for 58 yards in this game. If I had to bet, it was probably, it felt like it was like an even split between the two. 
it, it didn't feel like one guy was out there more than the other. Um, if it was, I actually feel like Akers was out there more. We'll, we'll know the snap count. We're recording this right after the game. Those snap counts will be out at some point. Um, I don't know why I just lost my train of thought. Yeah, man, it's it, it in McVay's defense on the one A one B thing. Nobody should have been getting touches except for one running back for the first two years he was here, um, barring the stretch of the legend C.J. Anderson. It really only became a, a a thing that he had to deal with once Todd Gurley's knee became a thing that he had to deal with. Um, Pretty much, but but yeah, no, I I I do totally agree with you on on all that, and uh, to see to have Acres as just another tool in the the toolbox here is, is, is crazy. Uh, it's crazy that that's the thing. Hey, Jake Funk, two carries for five yards. Also, uh, Matthew Stafford, six carries for 22 yards. He had, a, he had a couple nice runs in this game. I think the over-under on Stafford uh, rushing yards or rushing attempts was like .5. Uh, Should have hammered that one. Uh, <laughs> Stafford in this game, 13-17. Nuts that he only threw 17 passes in this game. Um for the for the run the ball crowd, big dub for you guys tonight. Eighteen passes, thirty eight rushes. He went thirteen to seventeen, two hundred two yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, sacked once. Hundred fifty four point five passer rating. There was one or two plays like he could add acres on that catch. Um, one of the sacks he took, I remember he held the two, ball ball for a little too long, but like beyond, I guess it was the only sack he took. Basically did exactly what you needed from him for the most part in this game. Uh, first playoff win for him in his career. Finally got that monkey off his back. He's got to feel great. He's got to be excited. And, like, I- I'm excited. I think uh, it, no turnovers for him in this game, man. If he could keep that up, we we could beat anybody. I, I absolutely loved uh, his decision-making in this game. Really, he he didn't have too many... Uh, flaws in this game there may have been like one or two passes that I can recall that just weren't great passes but they weren't like the like the shitty passes that we've been accustomed to seeing the past couple weeks so um you know if 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 he's off by a little bit it happens you know no quarterback is gonna be a hundred percent you know there's gonna be an errant throw every now and then um but and I can live with that, and you know it's more along the lines of making the better plays. In fact, there was probably more drop passes that were the the fault of the receiving core than it was of anything of Stafford. So yeah, Cup, Cup dropped a couple in this game, which is wild, but uh, still had a great game. I believe Higby had a drop pass yes, as well. Yeah, he did. So uh, yeah, I mean. You know, obviously that's not something that we're accustomed to seeing from our receiving core and obviously didn't have a huge impact on this game. But uh, hopefully that kind of gets cleaned up a little bit. Um, hopefully it was just the playoff jitters. I, I mean, I, I don't care how, how you know, experienced you are in, in, a, in a playoff game. I'm sure they still get, you know, the jitters, nervousness. Make It makes sense to me at least. Right. Yeah. It happens, man. We were able to overcome it. Life is good. Uh, Odell Beckham, one attempt, one completion, 40 yards. I believe when he threw that pass, he had 40 yards on the game, and Kyler Murray at the time had 28. 
<laughs> I think I, I think Sosa put that out during the game. Um, receiving in this game, like it, they, nobody jumps off the stat sheet. Cup five for sixty one and a touchdown. Odell four for fifty four and a touchdown. Both guys played great. Uh, Higby had three catches for forty six yards on four targets. Van Jefferson popped in with one catch for forty one yards. It was a delightful. Uh, deep ball from him, and we mentioned the Cam Akers one catch for forty yards. So I mean, th- two catches over forty yards. That that's not bad. It's not bad. Uh, th- all, just offensively, man, it was it was a great game. The the offensive line played great. There was a couple penalties, but I mean, beyond that, uh, everyone I feel like stepped up. A lot of guys are making plays. No, nobody, at least to my uh, naked eye, seemed like they they stunk it up out there. Note Boom got some burn and, and played well. I, I, Whitworth got banged up, but he came back out. I, I think he's going to be fine. I don't think he's missing time in these playoffs. Yeah, it'll it'll be nice, too, that um, uh, speaking of, like, kind of the injuries, you know, we will probably get back uh, Taylor Rapp, which, um, I mean, it, it's hard to say if he was missed or not because, really, the secondary wasn't challenged too much. Um but, you know, still, I, I, I would feel more comfortable having uh, Taylor Rapp out there and, you know, having uh, Eric Weddle, you know, uh, subbing in in and out here and there. Because as nice as it is to have his leadership out there, you know, dude hasn't played, what, in two years? Yeah, yeah. I, he He's there for depth. Uh, it, it was weird to see a lot of people like criticizing the signing. Like, and, and if, if you've listened to this pod for years, like, thank you. And I've never thought he was good since he got here. Uh, he was obviously good before he got here. Uh, but I didn't really think he was good at all the entire time he was here and he hasn't played in two years. So he's probably not good now, but we don't have anybody. Like, who do you want them to fucking sign? Uh, you, you get a guy who's, who's been with the team. I know he hasn't played in this system. Uh, he played for Wade, but he's a vet. He knows what he's doing. He could adapt quickly. You know, there's nobody else out there. Like, it's it's the playoffs. You you can't even poach people of other teams' practice squads anymore. So you're going into this game with Terrell Burgess and Nick Scott. You you're not going to get better than Eric Weddle off the the garbage heap. Uh, nope. And I don't have a take on his play tonight. I feel like he wasn't out there that much. But <laughs> like what? What do you fucking want from him? We're getting wrapped back next week. He probably won't play uh, because Nick Scott actually made some plays in this game, and, and I think uh, I think Burgess has played well. I I think he's the one I would personally start um, out of the two, but we'll we'll see what they go. Burgess had five tackles in this game, four solo. Uh, he's probably the most reliable tackler in the secondary because those guys miss tackles all the time. Maybe Ramsey's more reliable, but he missed a tackle in this game. Uh, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. Uh, is it possible that we may be getting Ernest Jones back next week as well? I don't know. I actually don't know. I don't think he was ruled out for the season. Um, but I will say, uh, you know, we've been bashing Troy Reader deservingly for a while. Played really well in this game. And his strength, his best asset has always been pass rushing. But how much are you going to pass rush your inside linebacker? Today they did, and, and man, he made his presence felt. Yeah, and you know, not just uh, not just Troy Reader, also, uh, you know, gotta give it up to Draven Howard. You know, I, I mean, obviously, you'd prefer to see Ernest Jones out there, 
but Trayvon Howard has actually stepped up the past couple weeks and uh he he made a um a pretty a few pretty good plays in this game as well. Congrats to the uh the longtime Draven Howard believers. I don't know what you guys are believing in, but uh maybe you weren't wrong. He he did play well tonight. Uh, he had a big hit that I really liked uh out on the sideline. I don't remember when that was. I don't see it in my notes. Um But yeah, man, they both played really well. Uh as good of a performance as you could help hope for from our guy who started the season as their four-string linebacker and, and Troy Reader, who we we all know his limitations, but shit, man, they had a great game. I have nothing bad to say about him in this game. But, yeah, I am hoping to get back uh, Ernest Jones against the, the Bucks. For sure. I mean, you know, the the Bucks are, are you know, they're, they're just an all-around talented team, and the Rams need someone to cover Gronk. Just saying. I don't have a lot of faith in Darius Jones covering him either, man. I'll, hey, you know what? I'll take him over Troy Reader or Draven Howard. It was, it was funny how like baffled Brian Greasy was during this game that they weren't throwing the ball to Zach Ertz, which was the correct take. Um, but like it was to the point where on one of those later drives, he's like pointing at Zach Ertz, saying that's when he threw the ball, where or that's where he should throw the ball when the dude wasn't even open. Like Burgess was like blanketing him and he's like yeah if you throw it there he might get the first down it's like you're right that they should be going to Zach Ertz more but not a year uh so it'll be interesting with Gronk next week who is better than Zach Ertz and historically has destroyed us uh, on multiple occasions nervous for that oh sorry I feel like I just screamed there Ner- nervous for that but uh <laughs> gotta adjust my volume here we'll see I mean it's so many good performances on defense in this game. Can you, if you don't have the box score up, can you name who led the team in tackles? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I'll probably say Reader. Reader only had three. A. Sean Robinson led the way with seven. Well, damn. I know he had a hell of a game, but I didn't know he had seven tackles. Yeah. Robinson at seven, three solo. You know, when, uh, just to add to that, Bob Miller had six, all solo, one sack, three tackles for loss. Um, Greg Gaines had four. Leonard Floyd had three. You know, when those guys are leading, are getting more tackles than your linebacking core, that means your run defense is just being fucking unstoppable in this game uh, because they're not even getting past those guys. Uh, they're not even getting up to the linebackers. I'm sure they did once or twice, uh, a couple carries, ten or eleven yards. But that front four, they own this game. Uh, that that those guys up front, and I mean, I think clearly Von Miller was the best guy on that unit today. I mentioned the three tackles for loss, one sack, one QB hit. Um, it, it's just so good, man. I didn't realize this was his first playoff game since the Super Bowl. Uh, which he won MVP. So, you know he's fired up. Uh, if this is the Von Miller we're getting, we could put some wins together in the playoffs here. I will have absolutely no remorse over that trade. I mean, I already probably don't, given how he's played right now. Pray we can keep him in the offseason. Cross that bridge when we come to it. I just saw, um, I'm not sure if this number is perfect, but I think I saw we have $1.7 in cap space, which is great. 
<laughs> but I hope they keep him around, man. This was uh this was a big I'm here moment in game from Von Miller, who doesn't have anything to prove, but had a little bit to prove to us, I guess. Uh other other guys in this game. We mentioned Trell Burgess, he had five tackles. Darius Williams had five tackles, three solo. Um David Long had that interception. That was a great fucking play. I would say this is the best we saw from David Long. He made a, he made a nice play early on in the game to um, guarding. I don't remember if it was AJ Green or Christian Kirk down the sideline, uh, being able to force him out of bounds and make a play. Man, if this is defense, if this is the defense we're getting in the playoffs, then I, I'm a believer. Call me a believer. Uh, this defense was lights out today. I, I am a believer, man. I, I am a believer too. And uh, I, I have to admit, I had my doubts coming, uh, coming into the playoffs, but you know what? Um, I, I think that the Rams are starting to piece together the type of team that they can be. And they're starting to figure it out. Um, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, they aren't perfect. They have some flaws and I think we all know them. But uh, I, I think as long as they, you know, continue to to play like they did today, I think it's gonna they're gonna be the, a tough team to beat. Yeah, for sure, you know, as long as Stafford isn't giving points away, not even if he throws a pick here and there, as long as he's not directly giving points to the other team, we should be a very difficult out for anyone in the league. I'm not saying we're the best team in the conference. I don't know if um, we can walk into Tampa or, or Lambeau for sure um, and, and win, even if he doesn't throw picks. I think we should be able to walk into Tampa. I, I, th- I do think on our best day we're the better team than them, and especially given the injuries that they've had piling up. But this is an example, man. No turnovers, even though we weren't, um, no, we weren't even perfect in that first half offensively. We went three and out, three possessions in a row after we uh, after we got up fourteen nothing. Didn't matter. We weren't we giving it away, and our defense played like this. I mean, this I, we're not going to play like this every week, but it's great. It's great to get it once. This was fucking incredible. Um, special teams unit was great today, man. Ben Skoranek, we mentioned the down punt earlier. Uh, Johnny Hecker had a nice game. I'll give him credit. I hope he can. Uh, put together a couple of nice games here and help lift us to the Super Bowl. And, and I know we joke about Brandon Powell, um, but he genuinely, it, not only like the fact that he can actually return a punt, which is something we haven't had in years. Um, he's getting like, anytime he doesn't fair catch a punt, he's making solid returns. Like he had two returns for uh 28 yards today. Got 21 on yard. on one seven on the other guy. Guys, a fucking, Oh, that was kick returns. I'm sorry. He had two punt returns for 19 yards, uh, 11 on one, 10 on the other. If you're getting 10 yards on punt returns uh, when you field them, that's a huge asset. You're putting the ball 10 yards more than you would have expected with Cooper Cup or whoever else the fuck is back there. And with those guys, sometimes it was even worse because they would not field the punt at all and it would bounce 20 yards behind them. Uh, In a year where we added Odell Beckham and Von Miller and they're crushing it, you could make the case that the Brandon Powell acquisition has been just as important as those two. Without a doubt. I mean, uh, 
it might come off as a little bit of a joke when I say things like he's the savior, but in a way I'm not joking. I, I mean, he's been the savior of the return specialist for sure. Uh, it's kind of nice seeing him out there as opposed to Cooper cup who has no business being out there returning punts ever. Um, you know, and, and like you said, man, every time he gets an opportunity, he he makes the most of them. And, and I feel like he had a very good shot at returning another touchdown, um, but was tripped up at the last second. Um, and, and that's unfortunate because I, I I really do think he had a shot at, at getting to the end zone. Yeah, he would have uh, taken that a cut. He would have taken that a bit. I don't know if he was scored, but he would have gotten at least another ten yards. Yeah, he, he, um, I, I was amazed actually, and I was so sad that it got tripped up, but you know what? He still made a, um, still made a pretty good return on, you know, if you were to compare it to any of the other guys that we tried this season, um, may, may have just muffed the punt. <laughs> right. Or just ignored it. Um, God, if he's not on the team next year, I'm gonna be fucking furious. Oh, he he needs to be like we to get him into a seven year contract, man. He's our most <laughs> we got we got Miller, Agency, Grace Williams, Sebastian Joseph Day, Sony Michelle. This guy's our this guy's priority number one. Get him back, then worry about the other folks. Probably about the only one we could afford. <laughs> Literally, man. They'll figure something out. They'll figure something out. I don't I don't it's know how. Freaking Sneed, he'll figure something out. Hopefully, we don't have to talk about it for a month because we'll still be playing. Um, there is other tidbits from this game. I mean, uh, I heard them say, I didn't confirm anywhere, but they said David Long had the shortest pick six in NFL history, or maybe it was playoff history, which is hilarious. Shout out David Long getting the record books. Um, also, and I put this out on Twitter when it, when it happened, but can we just talk about how the Rams have been able to successfully throw goal line fades to Odell Beckham? Because that is something that they have not had in like 15 years, like since Tory Hall left the team. Um, you know, it's the only real, like, you know, obviously Cooper Cup is a, a red zone threat in a, in a way. You know, he scores a shitload of touchdowns. He is now. Um, the only real, like, touchdown hog we've had in the last 12-ish years um, was Sammy Watkins. And I don't think he was really – he was more of a big play guy, less of a uh, – no goal line fade, go up and get it type receiver. The fact that we could throw fades in single coverage in the goal line and they work. Okay, as full disclosure, uh, my computer just had a meltdown and <laughs> we had to let it sit here for 15 minutes to restart. It is uh, 12.40 a.m. on the East Coast. I think it's 9.40, so I dismiss Johnny. But to finish my thought... It, it is really just – it's so nice to have a red zone threat. It's, it felt like – it's just been so long. And I, for all Odell's doing, you know, we mentioned what um, – just what kind of an impact he's had overall on this team, and I really hope we can keep him. But I think that is the most felt, for me, part of his game that's happened. And, you know, clearly it's been noticed because he, he's scoring touchdowns, like, every week, and Stafford clearly trusts him. Anyways, uh, since it's just me, we are going to wrap this bad boy up. But just, man, we did it. We won a playoff game this year. There were times where it didn't feel like we'd get here. 
But here we are, took care of business against the Cardinals. They're going to have a fun offseason, I'm sure, trying to wrap their heads around what the fuck happened to their team. Meanwhile, we are heading to Tampa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Beating Tom Brady in the playoffs, we'll see. We'll see. I might be heading down there, so if anyone's heading down there, definitely hit me up for that game. Um, but be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Zero at Johnny506, at TalkRams. Be sure to stay tuned to the podcast feed. I'm sure Derek and Mike are going to be back this week bringing you plenty of uh, more recaps about this game and preview content. And, man, let's hope we can knock Tom Brady out of the playoffs next week. I went in there. I about threw up. I have a little bit more social awareness. That's to take a piss. Don't take a shit in the porta potties. All right. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.